Hello football fans and welcome to episode 10 of You From The Sideline podcast. Coming up this week, we take a look back at all the action from the weekend in the Premier League, where Leicester break records on a wet and windy night at St Mary's, Watford remain winless with another ball draw, and there's lots of talking points raised by our old friend VAR. Pete attempts to close the gap in this week's teaser, and we have an update from the weekend's predictions, and Chris will no doubt have another Chelsea stat in the wonders of white. Lots of goals and lots of talking points to get through, so let's get started with this week's episode. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 10 of View from the Sideline podcast. It's Rich here and as always Chris is with us. How are you doing Chris? All right Rich, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. good. Another win for Chelsea at the weekend. Just racking them up now mate. It's just becoming the norm now. Me, My team winning, your team losing. It's just how it is now. I can't wait to hear your uh, your views this week <laughs> and also your, which is now customary Chelsea stat. Right. Uh, You'll have to wait and see. You never I can't know. Wait for it. I can't wait for it. Um, it's almost part of the podcast now, so yeah. it, it would feel wrong if you didn't do it. Um, so we'll get we'll get cracking because there's plenty to talk about um, this week. So many goals, so many talking points with VAR in the Premier League. Um, so we'll go straight to Pete's teaser. So last week, um, he got the better of us with the top, top yeah, 10 yeah, Premier League goal scorers. So, uh, 6-3 overall. So, uh, what's this week's teaser then, Pete? In Premier League history, which referee has taken charge of most games? Okay, it's now 6-4. Because I've, I've, got, I've got no idea. Um, <laughs> I'm not very good at a referee. I only really know the ones that are sort of current. There may be a couple. I'm just not good with their names. Can we use VAR? Hmm. Maybe that this could be like a lifeline. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we've probably got three or four refs we can name and then it's just an just ultimate guess from there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, not very confident. But um, as always, we'll, we'll come back to, to the teaser at the end of the podcast. So we'll, we'll get going with the Premier League review. Like I said, there's, there's lots to talk about. Um, and I think we'll start with the first game. Um, from the weekend's action, so I think that's probably the best place to start. Down at St Mary's, nine nil Leicester. Who, Couple of goals. Who, who saw that coming? <laughs> no I, one. I, I fancied Leicester to win, but oh yeah, maybe but not like that. You don't expect it. Um, so I was actually listening to, um, I, I heard from about the fourth to about the thirtieth minute in the car on the radio and I, I couldn't believe what I was hearing to be honest with you. It just seemed like every time Leicester had the ball, the commentator was saying it was a goal. <laughs> it, was, it was just, it was just a bit surreal. I'd, obviously the sending off um, didn't help whatsoever. Uh, well, I think that's, a, I think that's a good place to start. So if, if you take that sort of 60, 90 seconds passage of play yeah, where, where there's the foul, which then VAR goes back to have a look yeah. at. So the foul's committed, the ref plays advantage, Leicester continue on the attack, it's one nil, they go back to the foul and then and then yes. Bertrand sent off. Yeah. Not not an ideal way to start the game no, at no. all. It's like a double whammy. Um what's what's your opinion on 
on the red card. Agree with it or or not? I, I agree with it. I I just think with VAR now you have to just be so careful with any any foul you are committing. It is or is you're basically being watched for the full ninety minutes. Um, the the I thing think... before VAR, you know, I don't know. You know, before VAR, you you. you I would have probably just said maybe a yellow. It's, it's hard um, where, where it's changed so much this season. Obviously, the not the rules as such, but obviously... I mean, I, I absolutely agree with you. I think last season, I think that's more debatable about whether it's a red or a yellow. But with VAR, because there's so many angles to replay it, yeah, you can slow it, else, slow it yeah, down as much as you want. Someone's someone else's sort of... opinion as well, isn't it? It's not just the referee's opinion. You've got someone else who's watching the game. Yeah. Who's also got an opinion. So, it, like you said, it's not an ideal start. Um, but they, after sending off, it just, they completely caved. I, I don't think I've seen a, t- a team go, go down to 10 men and, and just fall apart so so bad and so quickly as well as you know straight after the sending off you know the goals just were coming thick and fast and it just didn't well, seem to be a, a way out for Southampton. they didn't have a until he got him in at half time and changed it slightly at half time they were just all over the place it's just a, well i mean it's, it's one of those when when you've got a when you've when you get a red card there's normally some sort of reaction from the manager. Yeah. Whether they're taking off um, like an attacker to, to replace the defender. But I think when, when you've got it, when you've got a double whammy that you, you, you've got a player sent off and, and you've conceded that goal that early on. Um, I mean, there's a couple of Saints fans that, that I've, I was talking to over the weekend and the early part of this week that, that they went to the game and I think they left at like three oh, nil. <laughs> yeah, and it's almost like they one of their complaints was that there was no reaction. There was no reaction from the manager to to change the way they were playing. There was yeah. no no reaction from the players and the overall game because I think there's always there's a lot of games that when when you're three four five nil up at half time. Um, normally the second half will finish nil-nil. You know, it's one of those games where... Yeah, you kind of just come it's, foot it's off damaged, the gas, isn't it? You've, yeah, you've done. Yeah, you're it's, done. And... It's foot off the gas versus damage limitation. But I, I know I know in this game that, well, there's there's reports that Johnny Evans was talking about the record at half-time. And I, I think that's what drove the Leicester players on to, to, to keep going. And, and as... As poor as Saints were, because it was a woeful performance, <laughs> Leicester were so yeah, they, good. You know, and were, I thought they they, they could have and probably should have scored more. More, yeah. You messaged me at one point, didn't you? Saying double digits? Question mark. And um, oh, I, I was, was I was I, I was hoping for it to go to double, but they was <laughs> it was, was seven nil for so long. I, I yeah, was, I was wishing for it to go. Yeah, because I remember messaging you at seven, and then I kind of looked at my phone again, and it was nine, and I was like. Mm. God, blow me. Um, well, not, but... not a great night if you're a Saints fan. Um, and probably when you go back to work, when you went back to work on Monday morning, probably not, not ideal to walk in. Especially if you've got a Leicester fan in the office. I don't know. I don't really know any Leicester fans, but obviously. Well, I, I, know, I know a couple. Know, but, we know um, what two Southampton fans. So. Yeah, but yeah. The story of two teams Saints struggling, mm. played awfully. They've got to improve 
Um, Man City at the weekend. Oh, they had Man City yesterday, yesterday, didn't they? In the in the cup. Yeah, to be fair that... to them, they were better. <laughs> so, so yeah. I wonder fair, what the, the leagues, the the Premier League's a different story though. Saturday, I mean, I wonder. Mm-hmm. You know what football's like. Saints will probably go and end up winning. Um, but anyway, yeah. So obviously, that's a record away win in the Premier League um, and a joint record overall uh, win. They uh, obviously matched Man United's 9-0 victory over Ipswich. I think it was Ipswich. Uh, Okay, so we'll move on. So uh, we'll go to Carrow Road for Norwich um, against Man United. So I think this is... This is where the VAR chat kicks off. Um, <laughs> and penalty talk as well, because uh, I think Man United... <laughs> to, I hope the Chelsea Man United game goes to penalties tonight if it's a draw. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I uh, what, I think, what I think United should do is sign uh, Milahojevic from yeah. Palace yeah. and basically see if they can use him as like an NFL-style kicker oh, yeah. where he literally just comes on for penalties. Um, yeah, he's but, probably good enough for the United side anyway. Well, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so talking talking the penalties. Um, so the yeah. first one. So the the foul on on Dan James. F- for me, it's it's a bit harsh. I think. I think he sort of runs across the defender's path. Yeah, and there's a bit of a tangle. In what, yeah. There's the thing is with with James. He's so quick and. I think it's more reactions from the defender. I think you know, he's, but like you said, he's he's kind of run across. Him, but do, so do you not do you not feel that attackers are getting a lot cleverer when yeah, it oh, comes yeah, to yeah. when it comes to playing the box um, and gaining sort of every advantage they can to actually get a penalty? That that that's why this one feels a little bit soft for me. That. James is sort of almost running at an angle where he's going slightly away from goal, and it's almost as if he just yeah. changes his direction because he and, knows. And yeah, absolutely. Any it's sort of clever. contact, that the, <laughs> yeah, so, absolutely. It's, it's clever, um, but any sort yeah, of contact, I, he's probably going to get a penalty. I thought it was soft, to be fair, but yeah, like you said, I, I'd now with, agree. Now with VAR, I think any sort of contact is going to. Draw, I almost feel that I almost feel that justice was done that that Rashford missed it. Um, I think there was a ninety percent chance he was going to miss it. To be fair, with well, the record they've yeah. got at the moment. But I mean, Solskjaer. I don't know if you've heard Solskjaer after the match saying that he thinks well, we'll go on to the second penalty in a second, but that both should have been retaken because Tim Krull was off his line. I, I mean, this I, I hate this rule because. I don't think it's I think I've only ever seen one. Pen- was uh, there West Ham Man City first game of the season? Was that re? No, oh, that was retaken for encroachment, wasn't it? Yeah, but that was from players, not from the. the... I, I don't know the last time I saw a penalty retaken because the keeper was off his line. Every goalkeeper steps forward slightly and then dives for the ball. It's not. You no, know, I, I I can see what he's saying, but. It's not going to get retaken for that. No. Second penalty. Uh, I mean, I I think we should probably just, in the middle of that, Rashford's 
Rashford's goal, his oh, yeah. touch and finish, so good. Uh, especially considering he just missed the penalty. And, and to um, be fair, his touch him, was unbelievable. Him and Martial, I thought they worked really well on Sunday. Yeah, I thought, I'd agree. I think that's definitely well, the third, an avenue. The third goal yeah. showed that, didn't it? Oh, the yeah, great definitely. third goal. Yeah. Um, so the second penalty, um, mm. uh, this one I think is a penalty, he but if he. If VAR wasn't around, that is not that is never given yeah. ever. Yeah. No, the, the VAR definitely helped for the second one. I'd... It's just it, it it was a penalty. Don't get me wrong, but like if if it, like you said, if VAR wasn't there, I don't think I don't think it would have been given. That no, but I'm, <laughs> well, I mean, and realist. I mean, the two penalties they they didn't really hamper United that much really, apart from the no, fact they that they, they, they can't score a penalty. Norwich have been on you know, ever since they lost ever since they beat City, sorry, they've been on this horrendous run um, and I think Man United are playing have played them at the right time obviously coming off the back of a one all draw with Liverpool um, it was the ideal team for them to play to get a win uh, and, and grow more in confidence, I would thought. Hopefully not too much confidence tonight. But uh... Well, yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned the Man City game for Norwich. Um, what, one thing for me with them at the moment is is Pookie. I mean, I think when they're 2-0 down, he has, a, he has a great chance. And in my opinion, he, he should put that away. I if think at the start of the season. I think yeah, the start absolutely. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah, and he, I mean, he hasn't scored since since the, the Man City win, and Norwich as a, as a whole have only got one point since, uh, I think that was last week against Bournemouth, so the, 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 their players are slowly coming back from injury, and I, I don't think it's a, a, a time to be overly concerned if you were a Norwich fan, no, but th- there is going to have to come a time where they start picking up points. Form-wise, they're probably the worst team in the league, but I wouldn't say I wouldn't say squad-wise they're the worst team in the league. So I, I, no, I mean, I Watford, still, I Watford think, give them a run for their money. Yeah, I still wise, think that's for sure. I still think they'll they'll stay up Norwich. So yeah, I, I agree. Good about them. I agree. Um, so we'll we'll move on to to so Anfield <laughs> on Sunday. So Liverpool Spurs. I've, I've, I mean. I'll get this out of the way, right? Did you so, expect did you expect Tottenham to get anything out of the No, game? I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. No, I didn't. And this is one thing that's really frustrated me during the week is there's so many Spurs fans saying about how negative they were and the tactics and the team selection from Pochettino and they they tried to play on the break and nullify Liverpool. Name me one team that will go to Anfield this year and will not do exactly the same. I remember when Mourinho was at United and he used to go to Anfield and park the bus, but I I think... Grounds and park the bus, Mourinho. Exactly, exactly. I think think there's got to be some context around this. Look at how bad Spurs are at the moment. Now, you say that, but you weren't... I wouldn't say you were that bad on on Sunday. You've, You've certainly played worse this season. Um, I, I mean, you've, if you look at our season so far, so so to, to in my view, to try and put some context on the performance, we we score after forty six, forty seven seconds, and there's no way 
any any Spurs fan or any probably any football fan in general who thinks that Spurs are going to hold out for ninety plus minutes and <laughs> hang scored, on to a one yeah, it was a it's bit just not too early. Happen. If that makes sense, you scored Liv- too early. I think. I think absolutely. Was... Liverpool put wave after wave after wave of pressure on Spurs. All all the sort of match reviews, the player ratings, all that sort of stuff afterwards. I've got Gazaniga being sort of man of the match. Um, and there's a reason why the Spurs goal was getting absolutely peppered. The, 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 on a on a plus point for Spurs, and it's not about what ifs, but Harry Kane had a decent chance to make it two 0 Son hits the bar. I mean, it's a diff. It's an open goal, but it's a difficult chance. He, he's he hits the bar to where he could make it two 0 If either of those go in, then it's a completely different story. Oh, yeah. But as soon as Liverpool score. You, I knew it. I knew they'd go on to win, and I think a lot of people did. But the thing, from a Spurs point of view, it it is building on the Red Star performance. There was a bit of determination in the side. I mean, the way Sissoko sort of burst through the middle for the, for the Spurs goal so early on, it's almost like that sort of play that is what Spurs need. And if it if it wasn't for sort of Serge Aurier being a bit clumsy, you never know. We may have come away with a point, but I don't think it's as much doom and gloom as a lot of Spurs fans are saying. Um, and I think, look at the season. We've gone away to Liverpool. We've gone away to City. We've gone away to Arsenal. And I know we're in, I think, 11-4-12, so bottom half of the table, but I think you've just got to give it a chance. I don't think anyone yeah. expected them to win at Liverpool. No, I, I don't think so. But speaking of uh, Liverpool, they are 2-1 down now in the EFL Cup tonight. Are uh, well, they really? Arsenal just scored a second. Yeah, Matt Martinelli scored again for Arsenal. Mm. So, yeah. Well, I wouldn't imagine that's high, of Liverpool, high on Liverpool's agenda. Give, but, give you a little segue there j- to the... <laughs> j- just just a, 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 if you've got any points on this game, but just, just to finish it, we're talking about... Uh, in the Norwich game about strikers being or attackers being clever in getting penalties. That's exactly what Mane does. Oh yeah. He just, he gets himself between the ball and Aurier and Aurier doesn't know he's there. He swings his leg at it to try and clear it and takes it out penalty. I mean, it's, it's not rocket science, but they are getting a lot cleverer. Yeah, so they've been they've been doing their research. These these speedy attackers, I think, and they've seen yeah, that there's a, a gap in the market for more penalties. So, uh... Yeah, <laughs> right. Okay, so yeah, Spurs ran over. Um, so on to an even bigger run, oh. Arsenal Palace. What a game! Yeah, this didn't have any talking points in it. <laughs> what a game! Honestly, where do you want to start? I think we should start with the obvious. <laughs> How about your club captain walking off to a, a chorus of booze, um, cupping your, your, your ear, um, and then... Where uh, are you on this, though? How do you feel about booing your own players? You sh- no matter how, you know, no matter how bad you... I don't, I don't think you should boo a player, especially your captain. I don't, um, but then again, I don't think the reaction from him... Um, has helped uh, you know it, it was it was slight booing and then the boos got more and more as he was work, walking further and further off the pitch because um, 
of you know the things he was doing, and I think you know. Well, I've I've read today that he's he's refusing to apologise, which which I'm not sure is a good move. They've offered counselling, haven't they? Like, like yeah, and I know that's. I've I've also read some of the players went round to console him, but it's almost like the booing starts because he's taking so long to get off the pitch. Yeah, I, I don't I don't understand. You know. But it's not as if it's the last ten minutes, is it? Yeah, it should have been a bit more see from him. I think of getting off, but I, I just isn't he substituted with like twenty, twenty-five minutes to go though? It's not late in the game. I thought he wasn't very happy about coming off. I think that was the the initial bit. I don't think he expected to come off, Um, and then. But there's a stat that he that he gets subbed a, a hugely high percentage of games. Gets sent off quite a bit as well. He, he's, wow. he, that's the problem. He gets booked a lot as well. But anyway, on, on to the game itself. You know, it was a cracking game. Um, but, and you know, it's not the first time this season Arsenal have uh, dropped points from from being two goals up as well. Well, I, I mean, let, let's let's take the game from from two nil up. So yeah. Arsenal two score two goals from set pieces. Both centre backs scoring. Game seems relatively normal. Um, and then Zaha gets fouled. Uh, referee goes straight for his notebook without hesitation. Um, bear in mind how VAR has been operating so far, where literally nothing has been overturned. No. Then all of a sudden, over this weekend, everything seems to be overturned. <laughs> now, so my view it, it is a penalty. Yeah. Um, Zaha probably does make a slight meal of it, but I think that's what players do these days. But why is the referee not going to the TV monitor to check his decision? Yeah. It's been overruled. He He's immediately gone for a yellow card. No penalty. It's a dive. It's been overturned. Why is he not looking? The the right decision has come in the end, but there's yeah we're uh, we're suddenly overturning things. There's a thing about those monitors. Has anyone actually used the monitors yet? I don't I think, think so. No. I, I think they may have been used once, but mm. I, I don't. No. They're, they're certainly. I mean, they should like have been said, used he, quite he makes a lot. Merely going down. There's no doubt about that. But it, in my eye, it, you know, it was a penalty. You know, there's no. I don't think there was any doubt in that, but no, I um, agree. But it changes. I mean, that 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 changes the course and the momentum of the game. So Palace get the equaliser, um, and then Socrates thinks he scored Uh, what what is the winner. Now this is the thing about. I mean, he does the full aeroplane, the knee slide. I mean, he's proper. He's proper sort of school disco, he's, isn't he? Sliding he is on his knees. 100% to that celebration. But and then, I'm, I don't mind Arsenal, whether I should hate them as a Spurs fan or not. But I've got to say, how on earth that is disallowed? They, I've got no been, idea. Absolutely no idea. Slightly three points there. Um, yeah. Um, How is that clear and obvious, Chris? It's, Try and explain it. Well, it's, it's unexplainable. I, I, 
you know, I was I didn't see it until I, I watched. Um, I, I heard about it, and then when I seen it on TV, I was, just, you know, it took me a while to to figure out what was actually um, what, what was it kind of clear and obvious in speech marks because it's not. I don't, I don't know, mate. Honestly, but, uh, yeah. I mean, K Cahill's sort of on. Um... Callum Chambers is sort of leaning into the back of it, yeah, yeah. and there's there's a bit of a tussle, and he sort of almost trips over his ankle. But apparently, it was given for a push. But what, I mean, but what, it's it's just is... it's just beyond me. <laughs> it's, it's where is the push exactly? Yeah, well, I didn't I didn't see a push. <laughs> so I mean, I think I think Arsenal have got to feel a little bit hard done by. But then it's not over there. The, the, the drama <laughs> is not over. So. Gwen Doozy on Zaha on the center, like in the center circle on the halfway yeah. line. Th that's got to be a red card, surely. Oh, you, you can you can <laughs> say that. Is it a clear and obvious foul or a clear and obvious goal scoring position? If if I've got someone in a foot race against Wilf Zaha, I'm back in Zaha. Oh yeah, you're not going to catch him and. I yeah. think there's a real case for that to be a red card. Oh, I thought I thought he should have been sent off. He, you know, it was almost deliberate in in you know in some ways. But yeah, but a very very what what a game good end to what the game. game. Um, yeah. Which unfortunately, I think VAR was let the game down a little bit towards mm. the end of the game there, but. I don't know if you've seen the 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 footage today that's come out of Bamiyang, uh, where he got stuck in traffic coming out of the Emirates. He's in his nice Lamborghini. Yeah, like, and he gets accosted by some Arsenal fans. It's a woman, wasn't it? was a a woman, wasn't it? She was shouting something. I'm, at, not, at, I'm not sure, but there was a yeah. lot of a lot of like we're paying X for season tickets and we're surely. Like, Getting our money's worth basically. You wouldn't, you wouldn't be leaving the um, ground that early. <laughs> well, I, think, I think I might have waited for an hour or so just for it to die down. I, I might have stayed the night, I think. Some <laughs> sleeping bag. Anyway, uh, we'll move on. So, uh, a slightly less controversial game, but a, a couple of things in here for, for you, Chris. So, Burnley, Chelsea, 4 uh, 0 up. Two late goals from Burnley make it take the gloss off it a little bit, but. Let's know what you think. My my script's pretty much exactly what I put. <laughs> Although oh, I, no, I, haven't seen I put it. shine. I put shine. Um, Shine's yeah, a better yeah. word. Um, I'd say Pulisic's best performance in the Chelsea shirt so far. It was almost like his arrival to the Premier League um, was there. Um, you know, he, he was given the time. And I think in the last couple of weeks he has um, he has played quite well when he's come on. So I think he deserved to start the game. Um, but yeah, three goal, three good goals, a couple of deflections. But I don't think you, I don't think you can take too much away from him. Um, but like you said, yeah, a little bit of the shine was taken off the performance. I think when they kind of just. You know they they were falling up and then they kind of just sat back a bit too much and then conceded two late goals. But you know I was you know any win is good at the moment. You know in the position that they're in at the moment, I think you know 
it was a good win. Another four goals away from home as well. So I think you, I think you made Burnley look pretty old, which I think is difficult to do. Turf more. Um, realize Pulisic's first national hat, but obviously it was also when he got his second. That's the first time he'd ever scored more than professional game. Which surprised me. I thought he would have um, at least two before. I thought he played really well. Um, I don't think he was about the tradition of getting the match ball. Um, so he had to be reminded by the Chelsea players to go to, to go, go to get the referee it. to get the ball. So, yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he um, he knew about that, which was quite cute, I suppose. Um, Hudson Adoy, was it a dive for you? I mean, Sean Dyche went pretty mad as he does well, I, with diving. I don't think it was a dive. But I mean, he got booked for it, didn't he? Yeah, I'm just joking. It was a dive. <laughs> but yeah, is it is it is it a is it a dive though? Is it is it play acting, theatrical diving? Because I don't think it was. I think I think there's a little bit of contact, and it's one it's of those slight, where he, he's, he's, he's probably trying to be clever, but he's not. He's, he's anticipating. I think he's anticipating contact, and it just hasn't. There's slight contact, but not enough. But I think he's already committed to going down, and it's it's just a bit too late, I think, after that. But when I I thought it was a penalty actually when when he first obviously it happened, I thought it was a penalty. But obviously when they slowed it down, um, it was uh, a lot clearer. Hmm. Um, but a good win nonetheless, seven in a row. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's, in all competitions. Yeah, start of the season, we had. Um, Two good away wins in the Champions League. Um, playing Man United tonight. Arsenal have gone three one up. And, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. That Martinelli scored again. Um, but yeah, I, I, as a Chelsea fan, um, very happy at the moment. Yeah, you got to be happy. They're, they're proving everybody wrong. Um, so uh, carrying on the, the penalty theme, uh, if we go to the Amex, a Brighton Everton. More goals. So, we were we were treated to a lot of goals this week. We were, yeah. we were, and could have been more. So, yeah. two, so, so two sort of differing penalty decisions here. So, Richarlison, um, I mean, he's sort of getting dragged down in the box, but but nothing's given. Um, my view, I, I I think that is a pen. And then you've got the Brighton one where Michael Keane on on Connolly. I mean, this this is the big debate one. I think I thought I thought the Richarlison one was probably more of a penalty. Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. I think you've seen penalties given think, for that type I of. I think ta- when you see it fir- when you see it f- at first, I don't think you you know it, it does take a couple of of. Um, views to see that it was a penalty. but I thought it was more of a penalty than than what the the um, Brighton one was but it's my opinion but I mean Michael Keane he, he, his eyes are on the ball he's watching it sort of come out of the sky and he's uh, the, the, there's clearly contact but I mean he would have to be really clever to do that on purpose so no, when he's yeah, not that's... even looking he's not... so uh, I mean for, for me that one is all about intent 
so there's contact. There's no denying there's contact, but yeah, but I he's mean, let's watching not the ball. It's not contact like... sport. Yeah, absolutely. So so it's intent. Did did he mean to do it? Um, I don't know. I, 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 I don't think he did. I almost think that that. Um, but I'm I'm with you. I think the Richarlison one was was probably more of a penalty. Um, but from Bobby's pretty happy. You're two one down. Um, then you get that. Let's call it a soft penalty. Um, and then you game with an own goal. Um, I mean, I don't think you can you can blame Luca Dina for because he he's got to do something. The ball sort of played into that panel, isn't it? Where we've got to try and do something. You can't leave it because the chances of someone coming behind are pretty high. So you've got to stick your leg out, and it, he's just unfortunate that, that he plants it in the back of his own net in the last minute, um, and they go on and lose. Three two. Yeah, but, I it doesn't help Silver though, does it? <laughs> no, and this is—I mean, it's a big game Sunday now, isn't it? Everton Spurs, sort of two under pressure managers. Just, just quickly on to, to finish off on this one, Pickford. Where are you with him? I mean. I thought he was probably at fault for the first two first two goals. Def- well, yeah, m- more the first one, but I don't know what it is about Pipford. Um, oh, he he's is he a good goal best keeper. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, he is, is he a still good living off the World Cup. <laughs> he's a good goalkeeper, <laughs> but I I don't know. I just don't think he's any better than. He hasn't. He hasn't developed. I wouldn't say into. Definitely not a world class goalkeeper. He's, you know, but he seems to play a lot better for England than it than he does for Everton. But I don't know whether that's the defence that's in front of him or Probably. or what. But um, I mean, a, a, a decent win for Brighton, nonetheless. That they'll they'll get a lot of their points at home, um, which which I think. I mean, I tipped them to go down. I mean, I've. Sort of changed my mind a little bit. I think their home form will keep them up, but Everton need to turn it around pretty sharpish. Um, so off to the Etihad, Man City, Villa. So nil nil at half time. Then, I mean, if you're going to score a goal in the in the second half, twenty one seconds in is not bad. It's probably it's probably as good <laughs> a time to as any. And I mean, it, it's completely changes your team talk, doesn't it, for both oh, sides? Yeah. But... Um. With Raheem Sterling, think... is do you think at the moment he has a case for for people to say he is currently the best player in the world? Mm-hmm. I've read a few things I've, on Twitter. Probably this on week. current form. I mean, Ronaldo's not setting the world alight, is he? Really? No. And I mean, who else are you looking at? I mean, Mbappe, Me- Messi. Well, I think Mbappe and Messi, but he's probably up there. I've seen a few tweets over the weekend saying that he he on form, like you said, he is currently probably the best player in the world. And I I didn't think about it until I saw it, but I I probably agree. To be honest with you, I think everything he touches at the moment is a goal, or he turns something into a goal. I think I think on, on form, there's definitely a case. I mean, I, I think he would he would have to continue his sort of current 
tra- trajectory for oh, yeah, another sort of four or five, six years before he's put in the same bracket as like Messi and Ronaldo. Oh yeah, definitely. But, but I think he's on on oh. form. I mean, yeah, of course. I I, I don't see why not. Uh, Fernandinho. Well, goes, it's another sort of centre half, isn't it? Goes into my already on a yellow card. Makes a tackle. It was clumsy, wasn't it? Um, but, but it but, leaves them short at the back because you know they ain't got a lot of. Um, no, but he's there. only back. He was banned for that. That's his ban for last night. Yeah. So I mean, <sighs> to be honest, if you're going to get banned for a game, make it the the fourth round of the Carabao Cup at home yeah, to yeah. Saints. That that's the game you want to be banned for. But yeah, but, it's a clumsy tackle. Yeah, but even you know they were dominant second half City. You know, I think Pat gave them probably a bit of a kick up the arse half time. Yeah, uh, I don't. I mean, for the first goal, I think I, I think Tyrone Mings needs to do better. I don't think Jesus should be beating him in the air for that flick on really. And then the second goal, I mean, there's a whole debate about whether David Silva touched it or not. I mean, he's claiming it, which seems silly, really, because if he's claiming it, then it's offside. <laughs> so, I mean, he he's better off not claiming it. Um, but the, the, the thing with me for City is they score one, then 10 minutes they score another, and then 10 minutes after that they score another, and they just sort of keep sort of squeezing it's, the it's life out of them, off. really. Yeah. yeah, but, I mean... They, they again. They need to win while Liverpool are still winning. City need to win as well. So, um, three points for them. Uh, Villa are on a good run of form. I, st- I still think they'll be all right. Villa so have no... actually um, just scored um, this evening as well in the NFL game. Aren't they? they are playing Wolves and Liverpool have just scored a penalty as well. I thought it was three-two just before half time. What game? What a game. Okay, so we'll we'll go to uh West Ham Sheffield United. Hmm. A good good point for Sheffield United it's, again uh, on the road. West yeah, Ham. They don't I told you this. They don't be a little disappointed. They don't lose away from home Sheffield United. And these are the sorts of performances that we are now expecting of Sheffield United. If they do go a goal down, you know, they do they put in a real gritty sort of performance to get you know, to get a goal and get a draw, and they are hard, they are hard to break down. I don't think there's any question about that. I think they are a, a really well organised team um, from you know defence to attack. They're very very organised, um, and they will I you know they will be hard to beat. And I think probably a lot of people wrote them off before you know the start of the season, but you know they've got a lot of heart, and you know I, I think that does help. You know that will pick them up a few points along the way this season. They they were the 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 promoted team that I thought would have struggled the most, to be honest. Um, and I, I mean, I agree with. You. I mean, the equaliser was, was a little bit scrappy. I mean, it's almost a bit of a scuffed shot that sort yeah. of creeps in the corner. But I don't really think West Ham offered that much. Um, They'll be disappointed, I think. You know, yeah, especially I mean, being a goal out. You know, well, funny. Well, one of the interesting things that, that I, I read after the game was that West Ham have taken the lead in three of their three of the last four Premier League games, and they haven't won any of them. So they've ended up drawing two and losing one um, yes. of those three games in which they've taken the lead. And if, if you think where they were when they beat United, I haven't just taken one of your stats, have I? No, no, you're, oh, right. you're right. Damn it, I will one day. One day I will. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you think where United, West Ham were when they beat United 2 0, they've sort of been on the decline ever since. 
So um, just inconsistency, I guess. Uh, so off to Newcastle, to Newcastle Wolves. Um, it was a bit of a nothing game. Then Newcastle scored and looked pretty good for about 15, 20 minutes. Then second half, Wolves were just completely Wolves. dominant. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's the... Uh, when Spurs were in the Europa League, I always used to find it watching them on a Sunday. It, it's almost as if they need the first half to get going after a Thursday night game. Yeah. And this is this is kind of how I thought Wolves were. Sending off? What did you think? Oh, I don't. I, don't I, I think. I think it probably is. I think it probably is a red, but it's one of those ones that. I don't know. I think if it, if it wasn't given, I don't think you'd be like, oh my god, surprised. Uh, yeah. Um. But I mean, I, I think he knew it. I think he knew that. I think Longstar thought knew. The look, the look his, his face eye. was sort of like, oh god. <laughs> the look uh, in his oh eye. God, I think tells the story. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, just just a silly thing. I don't know why Wolves wore their away kit. Um, really any need was there? No, I don't know whether this is a whole commercial thing, but anyway, Maybe. I just, a, a silly shirts. thing. But I, I just thought, why well, they wearing green when they wear gold and Newcastle are black and white. Um, so last game, um, they're making a bit of a habit of this. Watford being last in the, in the reviews. So, Neil, Never still, without a win, scored one, conceded one in that time. So they're not conceding, but they're not scoring. Um, and they've got Chelsea next. Nice easy game for them, but um, hang on, they just. But, yeah. Yeah, I just <laughs> They just look slow. They just look like there's no desire. They I, I don't know what's up with Watford. I, they need to snap out of this soon otherwise they're going to find themselves in big trouble. Um and it's almost as if they're they're lucky that the teams around them like the Saints, your Newcastle, um teams like that yeah, that they're dropping points. They're dropping points as well because they could be a lot further adrift than they are at the moment. Um, so just just want to ask you a quick question, Chris. Just very quickly, if you were if you were able to do your redo your predictions now from the start of the season, where you had your top four and your bottom three, would you change it? Uh, yes, <laughs> without a doubt, I would change it. I'd uh, certainly change my top four. I'd, I'd take the top Spurs four. and United out. I'd change the top four and I would probably change... Yeah, actually, I would probably just change both. I think I'd change... I'd definitely take Bournemouth out from being relegated. And probably Sheffield United I'd take Sheffield well. United out. If I could take Sheffield United <sighs> out, I would terrible, take Sheffield really. United out and I'd probably put Watford in there. Um, and it's top terrible. four... I think I already had Chelsea in top four. I think I had Chelsea anyway. Yeah, you did, yeah. That's the sort of faith I have in my team. But um, yeah. It's funny, before the season, you think, oh, yeah, this is nailed on. I know who's going to do this. And I think we both had City to win the league as well. But there you go. Um, Anyway, so that wraps up uh, the Premier League and with it also part one of today's podcast. So uh, we'll be back in part two where we'll start with the EFL review. Thank you.
Hello and welcome back to part two of this week's View from the Sideline podcast. Uh, so we're going to kick off part two with our EFL review. So we'll start in the championship uh, where West Brom kept their two-point lead at the top despite dropping points in a two-all draw at home to Charlton. West Brom were leading that game uh, until the 93rd minute when Charlton equalised from the penalty spot. There's nothing worse than sort of a last-minute equaliser or a, a last-minute winner against you. Um, Preston, uh, so uh, they seem to be the surprise team so far this season. They move into second um, above Leeds now after a 3-2 home win at Blackburn. Leeds, they dropped to third after a goalless draw away at Sheffield Wednesday. And I don't know if you know this, Chris, but that was the first nil-nil draw between Leeds and Sheffield Wednesday since 1969. I did, I did not know that. that. That's worthy of going in your stats section. That is maybe, a maybe. long time since they had a nil-nil draw. Um, Swansea, they move up to fourth after a one win in the South Wales derby against Cardiff. Sheffield Wednesday and Bristol City complete the playoff places. Uh, both earn a point in draw. And Bristol City are bottom despite getting a point. Uh, they're now level on Stoke, who lost for the second time this week, going down 2 0 away at Millwall. Uh, so Stoke did have a bit of a mini revival getting two wins on the spin, but they've now lost their last two. Uh, the final relegation place is filled by Millwall, who got a point in a nil-nil draw at home to Fulham. So three draws and two defeats in their last five for Middlesbrough, which is a real surprise. I think that they're probably tipped for promotion. Mm. Um, decent side Middlesbrough, but <clears throat> just not having a great season. Uh, we're going to League One. Ipswich, they got back to winning ways and remain top, but just on goal difference after a 3-1 win away at Southend, which was Sol Campbell's first game in charge. Uh, Wickham, they joined them. They're level on 30 points after a 1-0 away win at Rotherham, but they have played a game more. Peterborough, they've dropped a third after being held at home to a 2-all draw against Coventry. Fleetwood and Oxford, they both won at the weekend against MK Dons and Rochdale, respectively, and now sit in fourth and fifth place. Uh, Coventry, they're in the final playoff place in sixth after their point away at Peterborough. At the bottom, Bolton's game against Lincoln was postponed due to a waterlogged pitch, so they remain on negative five points. Um, but I know you mentioned it last week, Chris, but they did get their first win against Bristol yeah. Rovers last season. It's the first win of the season. Southend, they remain on five points after defeat at home to Ipswich. So Sol Campbell's definitely got his work cut out there at Southend. They've now conceded 43 goals in their 15, ga- 15 matches. That's nearly three a game. Uh, so, well, I can see why they brought an ex-defender in as, as manager. Um, Wimbledon, they currently sit in the final relegation place on 12 points uh, and are a point from safety, but they didn't play at the weekend. Um, I guess it's uh, with the point deduction from Bolton, if they hadn't had that, bearing in mind that they've been playing the, the, with a lot of youngsters um, for the majority of this season, they would actually be ahead of Southend. Uh, if they hadn't had the point deduction, that's how bad Southend's start to the season's been. Okay, so if you want to take us to League Two, Chris. Yep. 
so a few postponements this week, um, but crew remained top despite them not playing. Their game was called off. Uh, the local derby between Exeter and Plymouth ended 4-0 to Exeter, who are in second. Cheltenham are in third. Their game was also called off, as was fourth place Forest Green. Swindon up to fifth after they thrushed Crawley 4-0 away. Uh, Bradford in sixth. Their game was also called off. And Newport are in seventh. They lost 3-1 to Colchester despite taking the lead. Um, but only three points separate first to seventh at the moment. So it's, uh, I know a couple of teams do have a game in hand, but it is pretty close up there at the moment. Uh, the battle for last place took place. Uh, the battle for last place took place as Stevenage and Morecambe went head-to-head. Uh, Stevenage actually ended up winning the game 1-0, which means Morecambe have now dropped to the foot of the table. So we'll move on to Yeovil in the National League. Uh, it's another win for Yeovil. They beat Chorley by two goals to one uh, after an 86-minute winner from Reese Murphy meaning that they took all the points. Uh, Yeovil are now in second and just a point behind leaders Bromley. So uh, all positive. And they won their uh, FA Cup match last FA night. Cup last night. Yep, they won 3-0 so last they now... night. So they'll be um, playing Hartlepool. Yeah, I was going to say they are going to play Hartlepool. Um, just on the FA Cup, so it's probably worth just giving um, Altringham a mention. Um our, our team in our FA Cup feature at the moment. Uh, so they play Kings Lynn this coming weekend. Uh, they're currently fifth in the table. Um, the Ultrams match against Telford at the weekend was postponed due to a waterlogged pitch. Now, I know we sort of said in their intro last week that they haven't played a league game sort of since, since the middle of September, I think. So, um, yeah, another league game called Still off. Waits. But <laughs> Still waiting. Yeah, then. absolutely. But huge news. So their first round game against York is has been selected to be shown on BBC. There you go, look. So we will be following the match live through the BBC. Um, we'll be able to be able to do a bit after the game as well. So yeah, so the match has been moved to Sunday the tenth. I think it's a half twelve or quarter to one kickoff. So like that. Early afternoon and kick off. Yeah, yeah. So sit down, cup of tea, Sunday roast. Be Sunday lovely. Roast. <laughs> yeah, be lovely to watch them. Because um, obviously it's difficult for us to travel um, that far. So yeah, it's start, great yeah, that they'll be on telly. We've had three or four northern teams now, haven't we? So it's been hard yeah. to uh, um, to get to the game. Yeah, it'd be difficult to get there. But um, yeah, so we had to watch this one on telly. So that's good news. Um, so I'll be able to do some stuff on the podcast. Um, in the build-up to that game, and then obviously afterwards as well. Uh, so that's the EFL uh, and Yeovil watch done. So we'll just give you a quick update on predictions. I don't like predictions anymore. I've decided. Yeah, not, so not the best of your form is uh, you are the Watford of predictions at the moment. I think that's being kind to Watford, to be, to be <laughs> honest. So um, Nathan won. Uh, last week, so he got 14 points of three, three correct uh, outcomes and the golden goal. Um, I suppose if you're going to get golden goal, pick yeah. the one that's 47 seconds. Just to just to interrupt, Manchester United have actually managed to score a penalty tonight of all of all of all times to score. <laughs> have they really? <laughs> yeah, they have. Who yeah. scored it? 
Rashford. <sighs> that this there's some sort of karma at work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't care. Spurs are out. I don't. I'm not bothered who wins. Um, so coming up this week in the predictions, so we've got um, set piece shirts. So for those of you that listen and follow the podcast, you may know that. We recently ran a competition in conjunction with them, giving away the uh, the retro Liverpool shirt. So, uh, yes, the set-piece shirts are taking up the uh, predictions challenge this week. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how they get on. We've got Man City Saints in there. So you've gone 3-0. Uh, I've gone yeah. 5-0. And then <laughs> set-piece have gone 3-1. Uh, oh, yeah, I guess so. We must have done that before the Leicester game. I don't know. Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember when we did it. But um, so we'll we'll uh, keep the um, we'll, we'll get the so the the predictions, the scores, uh, the matches are online. So once uh, they've been completed at the weekend, we'll put the results on. Um, and as always, from a predictions perspective, you can get all the previous rounds, all the details, current leaderboard, all that sort of stuff on the website. Um, okay, so come on, Chris. Wonders of white. It's your, it's, your, it's your time to shine. Well, you you have actually taken one of them already, but it was an ob- it was an <sighs> obvious one for Leicester. So it was Leicester have recorded the biggest ever victory by an away side in the English top flight match in a hundred and thirty one year history of the football league. I just that was ex- a given, Chris. That's a poor stat. Come on, hang, hang on. I you know. Uh, the next one you'll like is Luka Milojojevic is now the third uh, the third best Premier League penalty taker of all time by conversion rate. So he has he has scored 21 in 23 penalties. So who's above him? Letizia is got to be is top. He is yeah. 25 of 26. Did he only ever miss one? Crikey. Yeah. And the other one is Thierry Henry. You had 23 and 25. Uh, and one so, of those ones was probably the Robert Perez one, which was just ridiculous. <laughs> that must uh, be go down as a miss pen. Yep, so Pulisic is, the, is only the second ever player from America to score a Premier League hat-trick. Can you name the other one? I can. Clint Dempsey. Dempsey. It was Clint Dempsey, yeah. Jordan Henderson has scored his first Premier League goal at Anfield since he netted against West Brom on December the 15th, 2015. That's a good stat, Chris. Yeah, I wonder if he, he must have scored away. He yeah, must have scored away in that he time. He scored against Chelsea. Oh, yeah, that Thunderbolt. Yeah, we won't talk about that. Yeah, it's we not, we, not about... <laughs> we spoke about that goal many a time. Yeah, it's not about that goal, though, really, is it? No, no. Good, good stats, though, Chris. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so thanks to the Chelsea one's good. Um, yeah. Okay, so uh, we're coming towards the end of of this week's episode. So this next bit, because I for some oh, reason we can't I, we can't hide any longer. My mind has gone completely blank, and I can't actually think of a referee apart from right. Howard Webb. So <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm going to. I've no idea about this, so I think I can probably throw 
three, maybe four referees at you, and I think we just have to make a decision. So we'll, well, we'll take Howard. The Webb. obvious one is that Howard Webb, and the obvious one is probably Mike Dick. Is how long has he been there? He's still roughing now. He is, but look, I don't. I have no idea how many games he's ref. So Howard Webb, Mike Dean, Mark Clattenburg, uh... Jeff Winter. He was a Jeff Premier League. He was a. I only know him because I remember him being on Soccer AM. Um, uh, Martin Atkinson is another one. Martin Atkinson. So he's still going. Is it Martin Oliver at the moment? Is his first name yeah, Martin? He hasn't been around that long. Okay, so Howard Webb, Mike Dean, Mark Clattenburg. It's got to be one of those. I'll let you have a guess because I can't make it. Well, I'd have to. Howard Webb's the the most famous one. He's the one I'd pick. I I remember him being in a World Cup. So, who was the guy who did the two yellow cards and didn't send him off? Graham Pohl. Was it Graham Pohl? Graham Pohl. No. Let's stick with Howard. This right. is going to be just... So, I've got a list of the top five. Uh, okay. So, in number five is Howard Webb. <laughs> 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 I got it all right. He got 297. Um, Phil Dowd was fourth with 307. Hang on, I'm having to, it's like a it's like a slideshow. Uh, Martin did, Martin Atkinson we, is three two seven. Did we say did, did we, that'd be disappointing. Uh, Graham Pohl was second with three hundred and twenty nine. Don't be clapping, but and first is Mike Dean. With 400, he's got 100 on any other referee at the moment. His first official game in the Premier League was in the year 2000. Year 2000? Seriously? Yeah. And this is his 17th. You've clocked up. Yeah. This is his. Oh, well. Never mind. He's 49. I didn't realise he was that old. So, 6 4. Four. Pete's got one back, so he's he's got us the last two weeks. Um, so yeah, good. Uh, Pete, the issue is now that he knows our weakness. He knows that our weakness is is match officials. Referees. Um, yeah. So maybe he'll go after that. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So I think that that pretty much wraps it up for this week's episode. Um, it's probably worth noting now we've got guest presenter next week because uh, I'm not here. So Liam will he's be back. He's back. So uh, again, for those of you that listen to the podcast regularly, Liam was on um, a couple of weeks ago. He came on and did a, an Aston a, a Villa review for us because he's a Villa fan. Um, he's got. A, he's picked a great week to come on because Villa are away to Liverpool at the weekend. So. Yeah. <laughs> so well, he's over really. Or, um, but no, it, it, it'll give a, give a good analysis. So Liam's going to be uh, co-hosting with Chris next week. 
Um, so yeah, so listen out for it. Listen out for it. Be a bit, bit of a change on the podcast. Um, so thanks for listening. Um, as always, if you like what you hear, subscribe or follow us on any of our social media channels. Um, anything for you? No, yeah. nothing really. Go watch, just just go and watch the, the game now, I suppose. But although I, I think the uh, the the score is still. Uh, let me just double check. Uh, it is still uh, one nil. So hopefully. Get back into well, there's that. There's plenty of time, just only just but over half an hour. This gone. isn't an excuse or anything, but may not have put out they have put out a pretty strong side compared to the side that Chelsea have put out. Oh, you won't win anything with kids, yeah. right? Okay, so, um, so Chris was next week, and uh, yep. I'll see you in a couple of weeks. So, thanks for listening. See you next week. <laughs>